Hello, my most awesome PMP warriors. Welcome, welcome. It's day 32. And day 32, this is where we go into a different domain. We're going into the final domain for your PMP exam prep. This is an introduction to the business environment. Now, what exactly is the business environment about? And people ask, why do I need to think about the business environment as a project manager? Isn't it people in the business that do that? But it's important that you understand the concepts of strategy and compliance and change and benefits and outcomes. So we're going to talk about these in more detail in this domain. When we talk about strategic impact or strategy, in simplest terms, we are talking about a unifying idea which links purpose and action. And that's where project management comes in because project management involves the action. The hatching of the idea is more on the business side, but the execution of this idea is all about us as project managers. Strategy, as Colin White says, is any course of action for achieving an organization's purpose. In the words of Alfred Chandler, the first modern business strategy theorist, he says, strategy in the area of business is defined as the determination of the basic long-term goals and objectives of an enterprise and the adaptation of courses of action and the allocation of resources necessary for those goals. So when you think about it, strategy combines articulation of human goals, the organization of human activity to achieve those goals. And where does project management come in? It is a big part of that. So when you think about the business domain, my friends, you've got to think about compliance, got to think about strategy, got to think about change, benefits, and outcomes. One of the documents that you encounter earlier on in project management is the project charter. And the project charter is really important because it establishes the authorization of a project. It makes it clear at a high level what exactly the project is meant to do. And if there are any key ideas about compliance, this is where we can begin to glean those. While working on the project, who is authorized to work on it? What is the high-level scope? What are the high-level risks? What is a summary milestone schedule? The other two tasks in the business domain are rather strategic and overarching. And then we have the concept of change, which we'll go into. So we've got four tasks, but we're starting off with the very first one on compliance. Now, before we jump into compliance, my friends, I want you to understand there's an overarching mindset, and I call it the business mindset mantra. One, observe and respond to the external and internal environment in order to support the business, in order to get to the future goals, the future state. Think about outcomes, focus on outcomes, value and benefits over output. So at the business level, we're thinking about outcomes over deliverables. Focus also on organization change. In other words, set the stage for organizational change. Do you know your project could transform the entire organization? For that reason, you should be building alliances and setting the stage for that change. Project impact. You should be assessing your project's impact on the organization and navigate accordingly. Also, assess the organization's impact on your project. Things like culture mindset of the firm, it could affect the project you're working on. Benefits. Proactively ensure management of benefits and their realization. This is one of the tasks we'll look at. Value swap. Swap out the backlog with the work of comparable value where necessary. 
value delivery. Strategically plan the value delivery system. That's talked about in PMBOK Guide 7. Projects, programs, portfolios form your value delivery system along with operations. Compliance. Proactively manage compliance. Harness the power of communities of practice, PMOs, project management offices, VDOs, value delivery offices for the firm's strategic goals. Think and be lean to eliminate waste at all levels of the value delivery system. Last but not least, use toll gates, stage gates, kill points, and phase end reviews to deliver only value. And this, my friends, takes us into the topic of business task one, plan and manage project compliance. So let's talk about this in some more detail. When we talk about compliance, there's a set of words that should come to your mind. Let's take a look at this. What is compliance? Compliance, the state or fact of according with or meeting rules or standards. All imports of timber, for example, are in compliance with regulations is a statement you can make. Now, I like a document from the PMI. It's a white paper of theirs, and I'll endeavor to put a link below, and it simply breaks down compliance into pillars to support compliance, to help us better understand it. The first one is compliance documentation. And this document, this paper is by Rincon ID. You can find it, the link below, my project should be compliant. What do I do now? I advise you to just read the paper to kind of put compliance in context. So we got the concept of compliance documentation. The proposed tool is a set of draft documents that will dynamically change in each of the stages and for each of the components. It is necessary that the documentation be aligned with principles of quality. So when we talk about documentation in compliance, it just helps us know what we need to be in compliance with and all the other variables. Then we have a concept of a compliance council. Now, it's not likely that a functional organization provides resources in the area of control or audit to the project, but it's essential for us as project managers to ask the question, could we harness experts from legal, environmental, technical, socioeconomic, and those could help us better understand the variables in compliance. This could be incorporated into the project. So consider the establishment of a compliance council, especially where the stakes are high. Then we have the topic of compliance risk. Project managers are used to handling project risk, but when it comes to compliance risk, a lot of times you find a company having to bring in an expert. Whatever the way it's done, it should be handled, it should be addressed. Now, the project manager is not responsible for the results of operational problems, but all risks should be understood as they involve the project and they should be addressed. These risks that we find in the area of compliance should be thoroughly analyzed and we should continue asking ourselves, have we identified all the possible risks to compliance? And this is one of the tasks that the PMI talks about in the compliance area. Then we have the concept of compliance audit. You know, audits, these are talked about in quality and in procurements. An audit is one of the key elements in the framework of compliance. 
and it's reflected in the establishment of a specific audit for the project when it comes to compliance. This is another thing project managers should be thinking about. And then we have compliance responsibilities. We need to make it very clear who is doing what as it pertains to compliance. To the extent that the various members of the team understand the importance of compliance activities and their corresponding compliance objectives, we're going to allocate those as part of project tasks so that people know what they are truly responsible and even accountable for. Now, highly recommend going to hpmexam.com to get the context of the entire spectrum of the exam in half a day. Here are open-ended questions for compliance. Highly advise you to take note of these and make sure you close any gaps. And if you've got questions, make sure you put them in the comments below. So let's take a look at some of our questions for today. You're in the process of creating a document along with the project sponsor that authorizes the project and authorizes you to apply resources to the project. What is the next best thing to do? Okay, if you need more time, don't forget to hit the pause button. All right, three, two, and one. So if you take a look at all the options, let's start from the bottom. Creating a documented economic feasibility study. Well, that is talking about the business case. And if you explore that, what do you recognize? The business case has already been done. So it can't be D. If you take a look at C, it said check project reports and actual results against planned performance. Well, that cannot be the answer because again, that's too far out in the future. It may not be the next best thing to do. So let's take a look at B. Documenting the team performance, schedule records, project performance, and rebaseline in KPIs. It's not a bad thing, but we're just here in initiating. Let's take a look at A. Documenting how the project will demonstrate compliance with quality requirements and or standards. Well, that, my friends, is a better option because you are still within the realms of planning whereas all the other stuff is in the realms of executing. So that is the best option. Everything else has already been done or cannot be done immediately. Here's the next one. Without a project manager's knowledge, an unofficial communications platform on social media was established to ensure effective communication among team members. The project manager learns that the platform is being used inappropriately. What should the project manager do? Now, those of you who've seen this question before, you know this is from our friends at the Project Management Institute. It's a very good one for you to practice in terms of length and content. If you need more time, hit the pause button. Okay. So, my friends, in looking at the options, please hit that pause button if you haven't decided. In looking at these, we can see that First of all, disciplining all individuals involved is draconian rule. 
We don't go like that in the world of PMI. C, terminate the platform as it is not part of the communications management plan. Now that's not a bad thing, but do they know why you're doing that? Do they understand what they should be doing? So we're going to get rid of that option as well. Let's take a look at B. Assign an administrator to monitor communications on this platform. Well, it's been used inappropriately, so we are not in compliance with our communications plan, so it would be foolish to continue on a system that is not compliant with our communications plan. Let's take a look at A. Direct the project team to discontinue use of the platform. That's good. And then review the communications management plan. And at least now they know why they shouldn't be doing that. So that's a very good way of solving the solution, the problem, the solution to the problem. All right, let's go to our next one. During a project's initiating phase, the project manager reviews a lessons learned repository. Project manager learns that a previous project failed due to constant scope creep. This project cannot afford additional time or budget. What should the project manager do to avoid project failure? Okay. So if you need more time, hit that button. I really want you to put your ideas to use here. So let's begin with the very bottom. Manage key stakeholders' expectations. So how do we avoid project failure? Okay, manage key stakeholders' expectations. What about the other stakeholders, though? See what I'm saying? A project could fail for not handling expectations of the wider body of stakeholders, not just key stakeholders. But let's move on to C and see if there's something better. Escalate this information to the sponsor. There's no need to escalate a lessons learned repository findings to the sponsor. It's up to the project manager to use that to solve whatever issue. So we're going to move on from that. B says, reject all out of scope change requests. Well, change requests are generally out of scope. That would be rather myopic to do that. See? I know it says due to constant scope creep, but just saying anything that is not related to scope, we're going to reject it. That's rather draconian right there. It's not a good mindset. We're going to cancel it. A. Include strict and formal process approval changes. Now, if you take a look at what the problem is, the problem here in the previous project, if you look very carefully, is the constant scope creep. So we've got to address that. Managing key stakeholders' expectations if it relates to scope creep is not really going to help us if we keep on scope creeping because the stakeholders want us to do that. So in comparing A and D, D may get you into trouble. A will better solve the problem because it's looking specifically about these changes. All right. So the best answer, my friends, in this case is A. 
The PMI say having strict and formal process approvals is the best way to ensure compliance to the project plan and to minimize scope creep. All right, here's another one. A project manager is working on a system data conversion project while in the development stage of a project that involves handling sensitive client data, the compliance manager raises an issue of project non-compliance. What should the project manager review first? Give it some thought. All right, three, two, and one. All right. Hit the pause button if you need more time. So let's take a close look at this. Issue of non-compliance. So to be in compliance, it means there's some boundaries, some rules, some restrictions we should be aware of. So let's start from the first one. Statement of work is what the customer wants. But the statement of work is preliminary. You could also look at a statement of work as something you issue to a contractor. So whether it's coming to you or from you, it may not have compliance information. The likelihood is it won't because that's not what it's for. So we can cancel that. B, risk register. Remember, it says project. This is entire project non-compliance. So taking a look at a risk register for a project, it says, what document should the project manager review first? It said, you're in the development stage. See that? So how do you know what you're supposed to do? How do you know what you're supposed to comply with? Is it really the risk register where you identify risks that you would find what you should comply with? No. What you're meant to be in compliance with it's not in the risk register, but risks to compliance could be. So we're going to cancel B. Let's look at C. Business case. Remember the business case is created outside of the project. It creates a case for the project. So we're going to go ahead and cancel this because it's outside of the project. It's not the best one. The better option is D the project charter. And it's because the project charter is defined as a document issued by the sponsor that formally authorizes the project. And remember, as far as high-level ideas, it is likely to be this document out of all the ones mentioned that gives you the best idea of non-compliance because this is overarching across the entire project created to kick off, if you will, the authorization process and to establish the authorization process. And therefore, it's better than any of the others. Outside of the project, created by findings of people, not in a position of compliance authorization, because the team and stakeholders, right, pretty much do this, and then the statement of work, again, this is not one of those documents that establishes compliance. So the PMI give you option D as being your best bet. Let's go on to the next one. I'll let you read it.
All right, let's take a look at this one and let's really look into the questions first. The answers, I beg your pardon, first. So let's look at option B. Log the issue in the risk log for further action. Well, that cannot be right. Why is that? It cannot be right because you wouldn't log an issue in the risk log. You would log an issue in an issue log. So B is wrong. Let's take a look at option C. Tell your sponsor about the problems. What good does that do? That doesn't move the, the issue uh, away. It doesn't move the situation forward. So we're going to cancel that. And it says in the question, a problem has been discovered and solutions generated and implemented. So solutions have been implemented. It cannot be this, right? And then it says the solution did not work. So in other words, you can infer that the best solution did not work. What should happen next? The best option is brainstorm for better solutions with your team. All right, and I hope that gave you a good idea of what you could face as topics in domain three, task one. This is a very long session because it's the beginning. We're just kind of getting into the swing of this stuff, all right? So you know what happens next. As usual, we're going to get on the road and let's talk about the compliance area. Here we go. Hello, my awesome friends. I hope you're doing well. Today, we are moving into the business domain. Business is a domain that I have to be frank about. A lot of people, they struggle with it. Some even get needs improvement below target on the actual exam. So just be aware that it's not a cakewalk. And the reason why the business domain is so challenging to some people is because the PMI in the PMBOK guide six and seven does not go into a whole lot of detail about these concepts. So a book like the PMP Exam Immersion from Prazian Media goes into a whole lot more than any of these publications. I mean, we're covering everything in detail. So just be aware that today's episode is high level. If you really want more content, I would highly advise that you get the PMP exam immersion book. All right, so it says plan and manage compliance, but what is compliance? Compliance means complying with certain laws, certain regulations, certain rules in whatever industry you're in. So in the world of project management, we need to confirm what the compliance categories are that we need to be adhering to. We need to understand what compliance, you know, for example, in the United States, we have different types of compliance. We have OSHA compliance, which is health and safety. We have Americans with Disability Act. We have SOX compliance. We have all sorts of compliance clauses. It really depends on your background, uh, whichever industry you're working on, but you could have various kinds of compliance and it differs by country, okay? So just be aware of that. We also have 
in the world of uh, healthcare, we have compliance about patient records, right? Things like patient records and patient information. We take that very seriously in the United States and other countries, okay? So HIPAA laws, HIPAA rules, some of you are familiar with things like that. Secondly, you've got to classify compliance categories. What are the categories of compliance? Like I said, health, safety, security, and so on. Then we should, as project managers, determine if there are any threats to compliance. Are there any threats? If they are, what are they? And what are we going to do about them? You know, it's important that as a project manager, every aspect of the project is effectively thought of, you know, and uh, check the box on all of those things, you know. So it's just one of those things that the project manager is, is also expected to do. Uh, you know, it's called project management professional. So it's one of our responsibilities. And then we want to use methods to support compliance. Whichever way you're going to do it, whether it's by assigning a third party to audit you, whether it is assigning various individuals on the team to carry out certain compliance-related tasks, those are things the PM should be thinking about, brainstorming with the team, understanding what the best practices are. You know, a lot of companies, they get third-party companies to do audits for these reasons, right? For integrity's sake. All right, and then analyze the consequences of non-compliance. There are some instances in which the cost of being compliant is actually more than the cost of the penalty for not being compliant for a period, you know. And for that reason, some people say, okay, we're not gonna be in compliance, we'll just pay the penalty. But for your exam, be aware that most of the time you hear the word compliance, you do want to be in compliance. I'm yet to see a question that says, don't be in compliance, right? That word, PMI takes it very seriously, okay? And then lastly, you want to determine the approach to address compliance needs, be they risks, legal risks, operational risks, you know, because some firms, you're not in compliance, you're gonna be paying hefty fines, so, you know, be aware of things like that. And then measure the extent to which the project is in compliance. It's like an audit, you know. So all of these are things that you should be thinking about as a project manager. I'm gonna cover them one more time. Number one, the task is called plan and manage project compliance. You wanna confirm project compliance requirements. You wanna classify compliance categories. You want to determine potential threats to compliance. You want to use methods to support compliance. You want to analyze the consequences of non-compliance. You want to determine necessary approaches and actions to address compliance needs, be they risk, legal, or other. And you want to measure the extent to which the project is in compliance. Again, you have very little information in the PMBOK guide, I'll tell you that straight up. So your best bet might be, like I said, get the PMP exam immersion book from Prazion, 
we cover the business area quite thoroughly from a predictive standpoint, also from an agile standpoint. I would also advise looking into chapter two of the PMBOK guide, sixth edition. Chapter two has got some business and compliance related information that I would advise you to pay attention to. All right. Okay, my friends. Well, I think we made it. That's the end of today's journey. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, okay? Don't forget, chapter two. And you could also read Agile Practice Guide, chapter six, where we have the talk about PMOs and change in organizations and all that stuff. And there might be a few patches in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition that have uh, compliance as a word. I would search for that word um, and I would look for chapters that relate to it.